Right, so here we go. Episode 12 of the Better Man podcast. And today I am joined by the legendary Paul Moore. Now, actually, Paul, before we start, I actually heard about you, I think about five or six years ago when I worked at M10. Um, Rachel Holmes actually came in. Uh, she was training at M10. And uh, she, I think she was on a podcast with you or you was on a podcast with her. I mean, I've been on a podcast a few times, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, God, this guy's got it. I like how he speaks. He's a bit interesting, he's a bit char uh, charismatic. So, yeah. And you've got an amazing backstory. So I want you to dig deep into it today, uh, just because a lot of people may not know who you are if they've been living yeah. under a rock. Yeah. So let them, just let them know about your backstory, who you are, and what's brought you to where you are today. But right now, I mean, this could be a fucking long story, because I've, I've, I've got a long fucking history. So uh, right now, I'll start with right now, and then we'll go backwards a little bit. So right now, I work with married businessmen mainly who need to get their shit together. I do that through my books, my audio books, my, my free trainings online, my videos online, my online programs, my live programs, my live seminars, speaking from the stage all over the world and obviously being on great podcasts um, like this. Oh, and I ended up, my speaking coach actually goes crazy when I say this, but I kind of stumbled into it because back in 2014, I had what you would call the perfect life. I had I built successful businesses, a supplement company and a marketing company. And um, I lived in Marbella, two beautiful kids. One of them was born there, hot wife, um, four-bedroom villa with a private pool, plenty of money, yet inside I was fucking dying on the inside. Nothing, empty, 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 five stone overweight, got diagnosed bipolar, and at the end of 2014, I moved back home to England because my wife couldn't cope with it anymore, and I ended up suicidal. And then I ended up just on a journey. A lot of people call it a, dis a found myself journey, but it's a little bit fucking tacky that. <laughs> I basically spent a fucking shit ton of money on courses, mentors, programs, workshops, seminars, traveled all over the world, trialed an hour and a bunch of stuff, and eventually came up with a, uh, a recipe, if you like, that works for me and has worked with um, thousands of other people since. Love so, yeah. it. And what, what made you, obviously, when you were suicidal and you was on, I mean, I've obviously followed your story, so when you was on yeah. that cliff, what made you not do it and yeah. kind of carry on. And then I want to ask you, how the fuck did you rebuild your life from there? That's, <laughs> that's like it. That's a rock bottom. I mean, I it's, quite a, it's quite a transformation. Like, do you yeah. know what? It, it kind of, it's weird. I think because of where, where, where we are from, not just England, but the Northeast of England. Yeah. When you talk about your achievements, it's fucking seen as bragging. So I get a little bit embarrassed. Like I haven't mentioned most of the stuff. I mean, yeah. I lost five stone, had three boxing matches, completed SAS selection training got off all medication, got discharged from the at support list. Um, what else have I done? Um, jumped out of a fucking plane. I've done loads of mad shit since then. Um, obviously, I've written a book. We're about to sign a big deal with one of the biggest publishers in the world. Um, obviously, I've done this thing with Tyson Fury, all this mad shit. Um, but the thing that stopped me then, and I talked about it with Tyson, was, and it's funny when you rock pop like that, you know, because there's no fucking logic. There's zero fucking logic. There's, there's, you just want to get out of the, this pain that you're in. And the funny thing is, none of it's a physical pain. Mm. It's just fucking pure darkness in your mind. Um, and, and basically, I'm just believing my thoughts. That's what, that, that's what the, the, the reality is. And my wife said a few words to me. And the first one was think of the kids. And I'm like, I am. And when you're that low, you think that everybody's better off without you. You're a burden. You're a fucking nightmare to be around. And you just bring pain onto other people. And then she said to me something that, really explained my philosophy with a lot of guys who I deal with that are in this position, which is, she said, think, think about the kids then, growing up, and then having to spend the rest of their lives as those kids who dad killed themselves. Fuck. And that was like, fucking explosion in my brain moment. Um, 
And that's the thing that keeps me going today. And I've said to so many people, you might end your pain, but mm. you have to pass that, you're going to pass that pain on to the people that you love and they'll have to carry that pain and guilt with them, thinking that they could have done more for the rest of their fucking lives. If you're willing to do that, cool. If not, let's fucking get a handle on your shit. So that was the, that was the main thing. And then a few days later, I remember... The problem is when you're this low, like that December was kind of the culmination of a lot of stuff because I knew that I had a problem. I'd seen shrinks. I'd seen every ist going. <laughs> Basically told them all to fuck off, right? Basically told them all to fuck off. You don't have a clue what I'm going through. Nobody gets it, etc. You're a bit of a loner when you're like that. You isolate yourself. So I was like, fuck everyone. I was one of those people that hated people. Basically, I hated my fucking self and what I'd become. And... um. Basically, when you're like that, it's one of the guys reasons why guys won't speak out because they think they're going to get mollycoddled. Mm. And a man like me needs to be told what the fuck is up. Mm. A man like me needs to be fucking woken up from a trance. And who was that for you then? It was a lady called Donna, and she was my... She was basically on the suicide watch team. She said to me, listen, Paul, because I'd had that awakening, yet I was still going out boozing and taking coke, right? She's like, listen, Paul, if you don't get your fucking shit together, you're going to die and leave those kids with no dad. And that was a big, even bigger wake-up call for me, hearing it from somebody else. And then um, it kind of just went from there. And I'm still, I talked to Fury about this. And we were saying, do, we, do you think you'll ever end up back there? And I'm like, yeah, I will end up back there. If I start doing what got me there again, and if I stop doing what keeps me out of there, and keeps me moving forward. And he said the same. Hmm. He said the same thing because I've gone through, that's why the interview is so good because I've been through it and he knows that I've been through it. So um, he said the same thing. If I stop doing what I'm doing now, I'll end up back there. I think that's so, because you've got this experience of actually going through that. You're not just preaching it. And that's why, that's why it resonates with so many people. However, because of the way that I speak, in a way that I needed to hear, that's why people are like, Paul, how do you, because a lot of guys try and emulate what I'm doing hmm. and they say the same shit and they can't handle the abuse that they get <laughs> off other men because the way that I say it is a way that I needed to hear it. Not, not everybody's ready to hear it like that. Um, so yeah, I just say everything in a style that, works for me and it seems to work for a lot of other people some other people get triggered as fuck by it and i'm okay with that they're just not ready to hear it yet and do you think that's why because i've seen you say about it, you've had like obviously two death threats in the last 18 months stuff like that yeah. is that because you've yeah. triggered other guys with you've come through the other side and you said look hey this is my experience this yeah. is i fucking done it yeah. i'm preaching to you to go and do it but this is what i fucking done is that yeah. why it's triggered a lot of people yeah. because of just the way that i say it the way yeah. that i say listen you don't catch depression it's not contagious you don't catch anxiety it's not contagious. And the problem with that is some people, it empowers them. Some people, it takes away their power because now they've got no one else to blame. Mm. So it makes some people feel powerful, makes some people feel even more powerless. Mm. And that's okay with me. Not everyone's ready to hear it. And then some people have a problem with the fact that I sell a book and I sell programs. But they'll also forget that I've donated so much money to charity. I've helped raise so much money for charity. I put out so many free videos. I don't make a fucking penny on my book because the first one is self-published. The second one's going to be a deal. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I, these guys just get fucking triggered as fuck. And that's okay because what I've realized that people that are in pain, they need some way to make themselves feel better. If that's attacking me, I'd rather they took it out on me than their kids or their wife. Yeah. Like, I, I, Sorry, Mac, our administrator is on the on hold to the bank. <laughs> and it's playing fucking waiting room music, so it's got my head fucking melted. 
Mm. But then most people don't even realize that that's the problem. You don't have anxiety, mate. You have fucking beer fear. You've created that yourself by the shit that you put in your body. Now your body's trying to get rid of it. Mm. Period. I love that, man. I love that. And people don't like it. That's why people don't like it because I'm asking them to take responsibility. Yeah. And the thing is, people get confused between responsibility and blame and fault. I'm like, responsibility isn't blame or fault. It's just taking charge. Take charge of how you fucking behave. Take charge of your perceptions. Take charge of your habits. Take charge of how you fucking feel. Instead of pointing the fucking finger, because every time you point the finger, there's three pointing back at you. It's difficult, isn't it? When you take personal power like that and you go, fuck, all this is on me. Yeah. I'm affecting my relationships. I'm affecting my business. And I've had to do that so many times. And it's like, a, I kind of do it every quarterly. I reflect on things and go, fuck, what have I been doing? There's only, two, there's only two ways you can go with that. You can go full, full victim, yeah. or you can feel fucking powerful. Only, those are the only two things you can do. Mm. And those will come down to the quality of questions you ask yourself. I love that. So what, what do you think then, the one or two things that have been the biggest things that have changed your life? I know you've done a lot of boxing, and now you're into BJJ, aren't you? Do you think they're... Fighting's big, definitely one. Fight, <laughs> fighting's definitely fighting's one. Fighting's definitely one. I fucking love fighting. In fact, I've got the... On this side, I've got, I'm starting to get a fucking big cauliflower here. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if that's a sign I'm getting better or whether I'm getting fucking worse. <laughs> um, yeah, fighting's definitely, fighting's definitely changed my life. Um, and we've, we're going to have a load of fighters on the, on the show, actually. We've, really? got, um, we've got a guy who knocked someone out in the UFC last weekend coming on. Oh, um, really? Yeah, we've got him coming on. Um, he trains with us. He broke his jaw in the first, you know, the Fight Island show? Yeah, yeah. He broke his jaw in the first round, then knocked the kid out in the third. Yeah. On the freedoms, then? Yeah. Yeah, he got the bonus, the bonus money for the night, 50 grand. So he's coming on with our jiu-jitsu coach, who's ex-Cage Warrior as well, champ. We've got a bunch of these guys coming on because fighting's been such an important part of my life. I think men have this natural instinct of aggression mm. and we don't, we don't get to express it anymore because masculinity is fucking frowned upon. Um, it's obviously great for staying in shape. You have to be present. So it forces me to be focused and present. I can't be anywhere else mentally or physically. Otherwise, I get fucked up. Um, Obviously, it's an amazing way to stay in shape, get fit. You know that if anything goes down, if it, so, listen, sometimes shit's going to go down in your life. Sometimes you may have to get fucking physical with somebody. Obviously, I'm not recommending that. But what if someone steps in front of you? Mm. What if someone does step in front of your family? What are you going to fucking do? Mm. That's why jujitsu is amazing. Being able to handle yourself for your family and for you. Um, when I get them death threats, I'm just fucking, here's me office address, mate. Come down anytime you want. Mark, who's next door, has actually had two uh, uh, MMA fights. He's a fucking savage. Do you send him in first? He's fought on Cage Warriors. He'll be the front door. I'll be back up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got the camaraderie. You can't do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. You've got the cam camaraderie. Everyone's got your back and there's no fucking egos. Mm. And it's something that when it comes to exercise, I think so many guys, especially when you're out of shape, you hate it because you're out of shape. And that's what it was like for me. It took me fucking years to find something that I love. Now I don't have to work out. I get to work out. Mm. Now I don't have to force myself. I feel obliged to work out because I know that I need to be in shape and feel good. I get to go and train now. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was one of the things that I would say is instrumental. The second thing I'd say was a cross between meditation or working with Byron Katie. I did a lady called Byron Katie. I did her nine-day school for the work. She's wrote a book called Loving What Is. Yeah was probably the, 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 the book that, in fact, it's 100% the book that I recommend more than any others. Um, those are probably the, the, the things. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of different things over the years and a lot of 
um, a lot of shit. Getting a coach, definitely one, whatever you're doing. Um, but those two would be the main ones. Probably the Byron Katie and um, finding a type of trainer that I love. I wouldn't even say it's, I wouldn't even say it's about the fighting really. I would say it's just, for me, it's about fighting, but it's finding the type of exercise that you love doing. Joe, I love that because for so long when I worked at M10, I was in great shape, did photo shoots, did fitness shows, stuff like that. Fuck, I fell out of love with it. I fell out of love with doing weights and stuff. And I, there's actually, in Nottingham, there's a UFC gym opened um, yeah. last year. So yeah. I joined there and uh, I've been having a coach. So we, yeah. I've been doing like kickboxing. Yeah. Mainly yeah. doing kickboxing and Muay Thai. Yeah. Fuck, I've been loving it, man. I trained it because uh, not so long ago, I trained in, in um, I can't remember what the gym's called. It's called Nottingham MMA, I think. Uh, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, train, I, I, t- I tend to train. This is weird. Whenever I go somewhere, I try and always train jujitsu at the gym that's there. That's the great thing about jujitsu. You get well. You might get fucking annihilated and get fucking mutated, but um, the 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 community's so welcoming that I can go to Tenerife and go and train in the gym when I'm on holiday. I'm going to Ibiza in three weeks. I'll go and train jujitsu when I'm there. Nice. You'll be welcome in any gym like that. Love it. I'm going to be for in six weeks. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I want to touch on this a little bit because I've read your, I listened to your audio book maybe six months ago, 12 months ago, you know, the uh, self-sabotage one. And one of the, the things I want to talk about here is because there's a lot of guys that listen to this and go, fuck, you know what? I'm getting a bit of momentum. My body's changing. I'm in control of my anxiety. Yeah. I'm moving forward. My business yeah. is growing better with my kids. And then something fucking happens. Yeah. Maybe they go out on a Friday night. They, they yeah. have a bit of coke. They have a drink. Fuck. And then it starts to steamroll backwards again. Yeah. What? What do you think somebody can do in that position and what, to either take control or what do you think it is that causes that and what do you think they can do to come out of that? Well, so first up, um, it's a couple of things. One, that they've got to understand there's no such thing as self-sabotage. It's complete not a whole shit. Yep. It's like fucking imposter syndrome, not a fucking thing. If imposter syndrome is a thing, what pills do you take? <laughs> fucking horse shit. Total horse shit. All that kind of stuff does me fucking head in. It's just made up things by the personal development industry. Yeah. I actually feel the same about procrastination. You never really procrastinate because you're always doing something. Even if it's watching cats play the piano on YouTube. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you're always doing something. And, there, and again, it's the same as self-sabotage. You're doing it because you fucking benefit from it. Mm. So you're doing it because you benefit from it. If you've already done it, well, you need to ask yourself a fucking question. How can I, how can I handle this better next time? What did I get from it? How's it impacting me? What does it cost me in the past? Who else is it fucking impacting? What's going to happen if I don't get a fucking handle on it? And what can I replace the behavior with? We always do things. We'll always find the time, the energy, the focus, and even the money for the things that are truly important to us. People just forget what's important to them. So right now, I mean, I drank twice in the first two weeks of lockdown, which is the first time I've drank twice, two weeks in a row for fucking four years or something. And then my momentum since I stopped that has been phenomenal. Right now, I want you to consider that you've only got, imagine if you only had a hundred fucks to give a day, just a hundred fucks to, to, to spend a day. I haven't got the fucks to spend on boozing, doing coke, partying, staying up late. I haven't got the fucks to spend because I've got so much momentum and I give more of a fuck about that than I do about getting pissed. It's as simple as that. People that have to do that all of the time is because they're not handling their stress properly. They're not managing their energy properly. So booze is the only way out for them a lot of the time. And that's okay until it's not okay. I said to my wife just this week, Tuesday I did 19 coaching calls either side of the Tyson Fury interview because I was driving. And people are like, how can you handle that? I'm like, well, A, because I'm fucking master coach of the year for fucking for a reason. 
But B, because I've got the fucks to give. I couldn't do that. There's no way I'd be able to do that if I wasn't taking care, taking care of my fucking energy and my fucks. Mm. I haven't got time to be over. I'm on too much of a fucking mission to fucking get caught up in that shit. Most people that are doing that, it's usually because they can't handle that stress or because they're bored. And they've got no, that's what happened to me the first two weeks in lockdown. I had nothing else to look forward to. Now I'm like, do you know why I'm not going to drink? Because I have to train jujitsu Saturday. Mm. I'm not going to drink or eat shit today because I get a box on Sunday. Mm. I'm not drinking this weekend because I'm fucking interviewing whoever on Tuesday. I've got fucking 20 coaching calls on Monday, whatever it is. Yeah. What they need to do is they need to get fucking excited about something. They need to replace. Yeah, have a mission. You know what? I, I, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, I, I, I laugh at one of my mates yesterday because mates like, I'm not going to go out Saturday. I was like, mate, you're going to go out Saturday. You go out, out every single Saturday, and it's because you've not replaced that behaviour. Yes. You've not changed. You're not got excited about. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I've got to do this sprint session, or you know what? I'm going to do this jujitsu session, or this. You got to find something you get more of a fuck about. Period. Then, that's yeah. it. And I'm on. A, if you don't have a mission. You don't have a sense of purpose, so then your only purpose becomes getting smashed mm. so that you can feel something. Because, mm. like, yeah. I think you actually said this in your audio book as well. Like, look, people do that because it's giving them either like love or it's giving them they get some attention from it or some sympathy or, or yeah. some emotion. Or they just get to fit in. Yeah. A lot of guys don't drink just because they want to fit in. Mm. And then I say to some guys, I'm like, well, have you the guys that you're trying to fit in with, do you want your life to be like this? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, why the fuck are you trying to fit in then? Mm. It's just because you've got no. Listen, if you've got no other reason, if you've got no reason not to drink, why would you not? Mm. Think about it. You've got no reason not to drink. Or if you've got no powerful reason not to drink, you're going to fucking drink. It's fun. Mm. It's fun. Let's just fucking be honest here. You have a good fucking time. Mm. Why would you not if you have nothing that you give more of a fuck about? And that's people's problem. They don't have anything that they give more of a fuck about. They've given up on their passion. They've given up on their purpose. They've given up on their mission. They haven't got a fucking wolf to hunt or an animal to hunt. Men need a fucking animal to hunt. Mm. I think that's so important. Something you actually said a minute ago as well about modeling your behavior. Because yeah. I think a lot of people can fucking model the behavior of someone that they don't want to be. Yeah. That's why actually, like, uh, when I moved into Nottingham from the local town that I was in, I moved here about six, seven years ago. I moved because I need to change my environment. Yeah. I wanted to be surrounded by Mark Coles and all these people. I wanted yeah. to start to model what they was doing, how the business that they was growing. Yeah. For me, that was my biggest, uh, imp- that gave me the biggest momentum because I changed my environment. I was surrounded by people that were winners yeah. and wanted more. And that started to change uh, me as a person. I started yeah. to, I know you've done um, a lot of like Garrett J. White stuff and, and stuff like that. I mean, I bought Warrior Book and, and, and all his, been in the shelter and stuff like that. Yeah. And I wanted to be around these people because I wanted more. I wanted to be a better role model for my kid. I wanted to be a little better leader for my team. And, and that, for me, was the biggest change. Change my environment, surround myself with fucking winners. And I think that's why people relate to you, Paul, because you are so authentic. You say it how it is. And people love that. People yeah. love you talk from the heart. And you've explained Not everyone loves it. Not everyone loves it, trust me. Well, the people yeah. that you want to follow you, yes. they, they do love yeah. it. The people that are ready to hear it love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why Tyson loved it, because I just speak like him. He's, if you saw the little teaser that I dropped yesterday, he said, you just fucking like me. Except you haven't fucking knocked the only while they're out. <laughs> yeah. How did it all go? I know you can't give much away, but yeah, how did it all go? It was amazing. It was amazing, yeah. He didn't want to go. It was about, it's about an hour and we're cutting it down about an hour and five minutes. And we'll probably end up doing something else with him in the future. Um, I've got an amazing gift to give away, a, a, an amazing prize to give away when we launch this thing. Yeah, 
yeah, I've got some um, I've got some decent guys lined up. Yeah. Oh, wicked, wicked. Yeah. Who's been your? Um, I, I know we spoke about this a little bit in, 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 in going back, but who have been your biggest mentors now and the biggest role models that you really work on or work with? Like, who are the people that you really? Hard thing, it's a hard thing to answer this, you know, because I'm not, I'm not really a follower. Hmm. I, I don't want to say I'm just a leader because it sounds big-headed, but I take stuff from a bunch of different people. But I wouldn't say I follow anyone in particular. Um, my, one of my biggest inspirations this year that I've learned the most from is Dr. John D. Martini. Yeah, fucking phenomenal guy. He's booked the values factor. That's incredible. Um, obviously, I worked with Garrett J. White up until about 2017, 2016. I worked with Garrett then. Um, mm -hmm. I, I worked with a guy called Nick James on my strategy now. Um, Nick put me on stage with um, Tom Bilyeu and was meant to put me on stage until it got cancelled with, um, what's his face, with Ed Milet and Trent Shelton. And then he had me on stage with Russell Brunson, but none of this is happening now. Um who else am I getting remember by? I have a sales coach called Matt Elwell, who book, whose book open with the clothes is right in front of me right now. Matt's a top dude. And I have a female coach actually called Nikki Vick. Dude, I have so many fucking coaches that I'm working with. And how do you keep pushing? Because a lot of people listen to this go, fuck, this guy seems to live in a lifestyle of having it all now. From yeah. where he was at, it's such a big jump from A to B. Yeah. So how do you keep pushing yourself now? Because it's very difficult sometimes, isn't it? When you reach that mountain peak, people will be like, oh, I've got it, I've got it, and slip back down. Yeah. So how do, how do you keep pushing yourself? Do you, is it you keep just... Well, the big thing is that I have accountability. I'm working with a lot of guys that rely on me. And yeah. the reality is that journaling is so important for this. Every 90 days, I set new outcomes. And I'm very aware that the biggest mistake I've made in the past, and I talked to Tyson about this, was that we always, as men, compare actual progress with ideal progress. Mm. So we're always... No matter where we're at, I'll never be good enough. The problem is with that is, you'll never feel good enough. Mm. And the problem is with that, the ideal is never going to be reached because it'll keep moving away like the horizon. And that's good because that's where you're going to get your dreams, your targets, your desires, your excitement from. But if you measure it the wrong way, it'll fucking crush you because you'll just stop. You'll work longer and harder because you don't know what's working and then you'll quit. So one thing I'm big on is I measure backwards. I aim forwards and I measure backwards. I just look at how far I've come. How often do I do that? Every fucking night. Every night. Every week. Every month. Every quarter. Every year. And then we build from there. I love that, man. Joe, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy when I'm doing the work. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not a guy who I'll be happy when. I'm happy when I'm fucking making progress. Your brain is happiest when it's making progress. The challenge is... People don't know how to fucking measure progress. So they just go for perfection. And that's inachievable, unachievable. So they're just constantly going after this vague general idea, which is ideal, of what success looks like. They have no fucking idea. And I'm okay doing the work. I'm happy in there. That's when I've got a sense of purpose. I've got a fucking animal to hunt. I've got an animal to hunt in my body. That's why I love jujitsu, getting fit and getting in shape. I've got an animal to hunt in my family. Goals and targets to do things with my family and experience things with my family. Goals and targets inside my business. Goals and targets are inside of my mindset. Yeah. And do you know what? That only comes, though, from clarity and focus. Yeah. And that's why, I, like, for me, with my clients, I'm like, look, we want to build in. And I, I actually laughed at one of your things the other day about a morning routine because there's a lot of coaches that try and give an hour, two hours, three hours morning routine. And it's like, it's fucking so hard. I mean, I don't even give my guys a morning routine. I'm like, do one, but fill it full of shit that you like doing. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? I was I'm going to get out of bed fast to do something that I fucking hate. Yeah. 
And it's I, what I was retarded, a, mate. <laughs> I, I did two. I used to do this two-hour routine, and I couldn't stick to it. I couldn't commit to it. Yeah. Now I just use it to give me momentum. Yeah. You know, you know, with me with journaling, like I use it kind of like a stoic way. Like in the in the evening, I reflect on my day. Yeah. I assess my day. What's been out of ten? Am I on track? Am I prepared? Yeah. Am I am I doing this? My morning for me is about actually fucking setting myself up, setting myself up to win. But yeah. that, that people don't realize when you actually just sit down for one minute, two minutes, and fill this shit out. The focus, the clarity, and the that, that fucking gives you. Like, I Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm I'm creating this in this new deal with Audible that I'm doing. Right, your attention has to go somewhere. Mm. The challenge is that as humans, our attention will almost without fail go to the negative shit. Yeah. Because of fear, our most primal instinct is prey predator. Am I going to be fucking eaten? And what am I going to fucking eat? Negative fear, fear, fear. So your attention has to go somewhere. So if you don't take control and take charge of where your attention goes, your, your attention's going to go on shit. I can't look at dog shit and think about what I'm going to have for lunch at the same time. So I choose where my attention goes and I put my attention on my intentions, on my priorities and who I want to impact that day, on how I want to feel, on what I'm working towards, on who I could follow up and do a fucking deal with, on what I need to remember that day. Because my attention has to go somewhere. So I'm going to choose where it's going to go, not leave it a chance, because chances for fucking losers. Love that. Love Sorry, that. mate, I went off on one there. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And do you know what, though, mate? I used to be, like, really cloudy and really fucking foggy, and I had no attention. And I'd just sit around, mate. I'd watch Sky Sports News. I'd yeah. see I'd look at all Nottingham Forest transfer rumours. Yeah, I'd unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'd, I'd, I'd go on, I mean, and I'd listen to, uh, I can't remember what I listened to, actually, with you, and uh, you was on about your, and I was laughing, I think you was on about your, um, not, the, not the anxiety, but I was laughing that you, you was on the plane, yeah. and you was playing football manager. Yes. That, mate, that was a big one for me. I'd be yeah, saying, I still have to do that. <laughs> but I, still, I, I still have to do it. Do you? Yeah. I have, to hold, I have to have something that holds my attention, or I create anxiety because I have a creative intellect. People that create anxiety or panic attacks have high creative intellect. So if they're not solving problems, i.e. how to get MK Dons promoted. <laughs> <laughs> I always say MK Dons and people are like, why MK Dons? I'm like, because I got sacked as something manager. Really? Too odd. Too odd. Shite. And um, anyway, I can't do that. Uh, solve the problem of that and invent the problem of being stuck on a fucking flight at the same time. I have to. I have to do that, otherwise I'll fucking lose my shit. <laughs> I love that. I like your way of doing it. My way of doing it was 7.30. After looking at forest transfer rumours, going on football managers till 10 o'clock, then I've, and then I was like, fuck. Being casual. I've actually got to do work now. And, I, and then yeah. you fucking, you, it's just, you lose that cycle. So, yeah, yeah I, I see I ain't got forest promoted yet, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit behind on that Dude, one. Forest are flying now, eh? Oh, mate, well, look, I, hopefully... We're we finishing playoffs and uh, are they in the playoffs. Is that what you're saying? Is, yeah, the, the fifth now, two games to go. I mean, how do you feel about being a Sunderland fan right now, mate? Fucking shit. <laughs> did you, did, shit. did you watch the Netflix show? Well, I did it, but I'd already experienced it the first fucking time around. Dude, <laughs> I went to Wembley twice in six weeks, lost once on penalties and once in the last minute of extra time. Shit. Shit. Yeah, I've been to Wembley five times and lost every time. Fuck. Yeah. Do you yeah, yeah? bounce back next season? I don't know what's going to fucking happen. I don't even know how many players we'll have left, dude. It's League One. We're three seasons in League One. I don't know what will happen. Because the club was already in a bunch of debt. I think they need to sell the club. Mm. We could have that mad bastard that you guys had one time. 
Falas, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have that man bastard. Hey, toilet football manager, like, what's on my iPad? You've had a sneaky season, haven't you? you know, no, do you know what? It's it's not normal. Normally, I have to delete it when I get home because I use the iPad for a lot of gym, a lot of um, when I'm teaching and when I'm training on Zoom. Um, but I have just I just looked at it and I noticed that it's still on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look, two final things, Paul. Uh, number one, how do you? How do you use your journaling? I'm just a little bit interested. I'm interested to see if I can learn from you on how yeah. you do it for yourself. Um, I use my journaling yeah. um, for a few things. This is what my journal looks like. Yeah. Um, and I use it, and I, and I want a few things in my journal. One, I want to put attention on my intentions, i.e. how I want to feel, why I want to feel like that, and what I'm willing to do to feel like that. I put my attention on my intentions around who I'm going to positively impact that day. I put my attention on things that I'm excited about that day. Mm. So basically I just do what I call prompted journaling. And I do prompted journaling because focus or attention is controlled by questions. So I'm not writing fucking Dia Diaries. I'm not writing fucking Adrian Moles. A lot of people don't know who Adrian Mole is. I'm not writing that shit. I'm answering world-class questions yeah. that put my attention where it needs to be for that day. Then I'm getting clear on my priorities and then I'm getting clear on what, I'm, what my mission is again. So every day I actually write down the 90 day targets that I'm working towards every single morning and every single night. Then on a night time, I'm looking to create a different kind of state. I'm looking to feel confident. I'm looking to feel satisfied and I'm looking to learn. So one of my favorite questions is, um, what's one thing I could have handled better today? How will I handle it better next time? What are my three biggest wins? How do I want to feel when I wake up tomorrow? Someone who I impacted in a positive day, way today was. All those kind of questions. So we have a lot of fucking questions there. Um, but that's how I'm getting momentum. Someone call me baller to pick up a fucking pen and paper, they've got no chance. Yeah, I always say that. If you, you don't deserve to change. No. If, you, if you're not willing to do that, and I love that, what you said there about better questions, better answers. Because that's for me every morning. I, like, I've used, um, you know, like the Brendan Burchard, the high- Brendan Burchard's plan, that's great, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, where I, I started. I, that's where I started with that. That's where I really started to learn about a bit of- a bit about journaling and yeah. um, that I use that and Michael Hyatt's full focus planner that I really liked. And then I kind of built a hybrid of that plus some stuff that I've learned from Robbins. And, mm. um, but Bashad's planner is a great place to start. Yeah. And you know what, like what we said there as well, like focus drives what we're doing. It drives yeah. our, our perspectives. It drives our intention on what we're actually going to do. And it's essentially going to drive our results. But what you focus on grows. Most people are focused on shit. Most people are focused on how they don't want to feel. Most people are focused on what's not working, how they don't want their life to look. And so they get the energy that goes with that. Mm. Where attention, goals, energy, flows, and results show. Yeah, Tony Robbins knows your shit, doesn't he? They it actually wasn't Tony Robbins that said Where that. He got, he got it from T. Harv Ecker. Ah, yeah, so did I, so did I, but I, then I read, I remember I read a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and T. Harv Ecker said it first, yeah. Ah, yeah. You see, Jay, get... Jay Shetty would probably fucking claim it anyway. <laughs> He'd probably say that he said it. I was laughing when I seen it everywhere on Twitch, it was like Jay Shitty. Jay yeah, did, you see, did you see Nicole Nicole Arba go after him? Yeah, I, I like. She makes me laugh, mate. She's yeah, funny. She's funny. And she's hot. She's hot, very hot. She is hot. Um, yeah, she, um, yeah, she she went right after him. I'm actually about to sign with um, the publisher who has the, the publisher that he has. Hopefully, hopefully. Anyway, I shouldn't say much, but yeah. So what what is next for you then, Paul? What what is next in terms of what you? Like, because I know, so you've got two programs. You've got the uh, let's just talk about the men programs. So we've got Unstoppable 28. You've got the yep. Transformation program. Yep. Is your focus to keep growing that, or is your yep. is your stuff moving towards like the audiobooks and and and, and sort of? Well, it's all the same thing, really. It's all the same thing, really. I mean, 
listen, audiobooks are great, books are great, but listen, I'll be fucking honest. Books don't work for most people. They just get information and do fuck all with it. What people need is accountability, coaching, mentoring, and someone to fucking push them. Mm. That's why I have Unstartable 28. That's why I have the transformation. Doesn't matter how many free videos I do. I've got fucking three or 400 free videos. I'm going to have all these free fucking podcasts with incredible guests. I put on all these free trainings, free webinars. And I'll be honest, the, the fucking, my stuff's world class, but most people don't do anything with them. Yeah, it's fucking information overload. And they don't yeah. pay attention, do they? Unless they pay. Because they don't pay, yeah. And yeah. Then that's they've, got, they've got no skin in the game. There's nothing. People want to return on the investment, but most people aren't investing. So that's why I'll always have the paid program. So I'll be doing these audiobooks, which will be life-changing if people are willing to do the work. Mm. So it's the, the whole fucking package for me. Yes. I, I think that's the thing because people can't don't know what they don't know so like you know when they'll do a program uh, or they'll listen to the books or the audio books or get these things and they'll do it and they'll think well i've got all the information now but you don't see all the little fucking fine details you don't see all the the little problems or the obstacles that you're going to have you don't see all that's why when, when i help guys i'm like look there's going to be so many fucking challenges along these ways so many different peaks and of these mountains that we have to fucking hit there's so much stiff stuff that you don't realize right now that we have to go through you're gonna have these doubts these yeah, there's no such thing as a self-made man no 100 no such fucking thing as a self-made man there's a reason why i drop i would say that i drop close to six figures a year on personal development mm. it's actually been less this year because i fucking love a live event and there hasn't been any mm. like that if i join your online program it has to be live real time if you give me a course that I can follow along on my own pace, I'll be honest, I'm not going to fucking do it. I very rarely listen to podcasts and I very rarely listen to audiobooks. I'm going to fucking real experience. Like, so for example, I could read Dr. John Martini's book or I can play the fucking big box and go and spend three days with him. I'll get more from that. But this funny. year, I've spent less money because there hasn't been any fucking events. In fact, that event was the last one I went to and I lost my fucking passport. I've only just got it back. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you need that though, man. Like I'm a big one. Like I've got coach. Like you know what we spoke about earlier. I've got coach on everything. I've got a, a kickboxing coach. I've got a marketing coach. I'm actually in your email thing as well, aren't I? I'm in the email. Oh, amazing! Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I've, heard e e I've heard email works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not doing too bad, mate. Only no, people that say email don't work. I love this when all the other marketing gurus are like emails are dead. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm not surprised you're saying that because yours are fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Course you're saying emails don't work because yours are dog shit, mate. 100%. And you, always, <laughs> you need someone to fucking elevate you. And I, just one thing that I've just took from you there is for you to, and we touched on this earlier, you keep pushing your boundaries in your environment by surrounding yourself with people that are doing what you want to become or where you want to be. So you're fucking reaching out to these people. Hey, I want to learn a bit off you, a bit off you. Bit well, that's the thing. It's challenging because no one's really doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Garrett's probably doing what I'm doing, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to get stuff from different places. Mm. I'm going to have to get stuff from um, people that are doing great at podcasts. So I've had some advice from a guy called Rob Moore on podcasts. Mm. I've got Nick helping me with my strategy in hiring people. So we're just talking a new hire that again, that starts on Monday. I've got, actually, I've got Darren Cartel helping Mac with some uh, video editing stuff. Um, we have Jamie Alderton helping with the podcast stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm kind, it's not luck, but these guys are all my friends. So it's kind of, mm. I've got a kind of, I've got a kind of bit of an advantage on that. I've got James Smith who's helping me do this fucking book deal. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Can you let us a little bit into the book deal or anything? Or not yet? Nah, I can't. <laughs> what I will tell you is that it's not going to be a, pr a printed book. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's all I can tell. It's not going to be a printed book, which is kind of a shame because the reason I wanted to do it is because my kids are like, Dad, every time we're going to shop, I see fucking James's face. <laughs> and my, obviously my kids know him. 
<laughs> and they're like, Dad, when are you? I'm sick of seeing James. There's James again in fucking Tesco. When's yeah. your face going to be on there? And that's what I wanted to do for my kids. Obviously, for me, for the profile, yeah. the impact. Yeah. I'm more interested in having an impact than I am the income because I've made a lot of money in my past. Mm -hmm. I like money. I fucking love money. I want a lot of it, but it's not my number one priority anymore. Impact is what I'm going to do. And then the income will follow if I do a good enough job of impacting people. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that was the main reason for the book. But we're going to be going, it's looking like audio only on this one, which is actually. The, the set to me, Paul, you've got a really inspiring voice and the way you put things across when you speak is powerful. Um, so actually, it may suit me better. I think it will. I, I, I like I like audiobooks because well, you can just literally, when I'm going on a walk, I'm walking and I fucking listen to so much more audio. I've, look, I've got a massive bookshelf here. We've all, in fact, I've got some Garrett stuff here, look. Yeah, I've, got massive, I've got a massive bookshelf stuff here, but it, yeah. it's actually sitting down, isn't it, for 40 fucking minutes and actually... Well, this will probably, to be honest, speaking of the publisher, I'm an agent... This will be the way that the book industry may go. And Middleton's got Ann Middleton's got the same deal with the um, with the book, so it may be something similar. Nice. And and finally, Paul, because I know you, we've got to crack on. But what what where can people find you? Um, and if you want to get in touch, and what's the best way to get hold of you? And, and everything all over the fucking place. <laughs> best place to get in touch with me is um, well, the best place to follow me: Instagram, Facebook. I've been doing a bit of work on my Instagram. We've, we've actually 10x the Instagram in the last year, which is crazy. And I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> don't even know what I'm doing. And then um, we'll, be, we'll be dropping on YouTube. But if you want to find out more about my stuff, go to paulmort.uk. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Paul. I've loved hey, it. Thank you for having me. I've had a blast. It's been an honor. I think it was a range of topics that we got through. It was a, we even talked about football manager. I didn't expect that one today. Dude, we even talked about Nottingham Forest. Actually, we're looking <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll probably be getting a Derby County player on soon. Oh, really? Yeah, on. Come on. You could yeah. at least get a Forest player on now. If just to I think he got sent off. Did he play them a few weeks ago? Ah, yeah, I know you mean. So you used if to go and get sent off? I go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he, was, he played at Sunderland, didn't he? Striker. Yeah, he lives two doors up from When he doesn't live, he's got the house two doors up from mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just finally, then, is the podcast going to be focused more on, on, on men and mental health, or what's it going to be related men. to? Or? Men, modern men, we're going to be talking football, fighting, mindset, and um, mental health, marriage, relationships. We're going to get some younger lads on. I mean, Max 21, so we're going to be talking, he's going to be on talking about some, what it's like to be a younger man. And um, yep. my wife's going to come on. To, so, so a lot of the women or the men can understand what it's like to be a wife of somebody. We might try and get Tyson's wife on. Um, we've got who else we've got lined up. We'll have some of my clients coming on. So, because it, it's fine being at celebrities, but the problem that you've got is all oh, well, it's different for him. So, mm. we're just going to get some of the normal guys that I've worked with as well on. So, it's going to be more, um, it's going to be super conversational. That's why it's called Paul Moore Talk Shit. I've got a lot of people giving me, the, giving me their advice on it. Oh, well, I had someone the other day saying, Oh, Paul, you should change your logo. It makes you come across as aggressive. And the name, the name sounds stupid because you talk a lot of sense. I mean, you don't fucking get it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> And again, I'm like, listen, I didn't ask you for your fucking advice. Thanks for, thanks for it anyway, but I, I know what I'm fucking doing. But yeah, the podcast's going to be basically just talking shit and shoot, shooting the shit, really. Nothing too serious. Um, and just getting... To, I was on a podcast the other day called Blokes Being Blokes. And I love that podcast name. Yeah, it was actually by a company that makes suits, which was mad. Yeah, that'll be out in a few weeks. Master Debonair, they're called. And, and I love that topic of a top. I love that title of a podcast, Blokes Being Blokes. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Paul. Me, thank um, you for having me on. I've had a blast. I've loved it, man. Thank you. Thank you.